if I can quote J. Jonah Jameson and Disney at the same time, bring me the Spider-Man. This is Corey, and this is the Yo the Anthem podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 281 of the Yo the Anthem podcast. <laughs> and I promise you, I'm not a reanimated corpse, as much as it may look like. That. Just having a stroke. It's okay. <laughs> Just having a stroke. <laughs> um, we are coming to you live from the hashtag OTA LA studio side by the one to freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way. Anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. Uh, you can find the links to literally any podcatcher that most people listen to on that site. Or you can listen on Anchor itself. It's a pretty nice little podcast app if you're new to this thing. And you can start your own podcast. Yeah. And let us know. We'll listen. Yeah. Unlike Corey's podcast. Don't listen to that <laughs> podcast. It's a bunch of rubbish. <laughs> But you can also find more of the Anthem at Oh the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. You're, of course, watching live right now at Facebook.com forward slash Oh the Anthem, where we uh, record uh, live all of our episodes. Uh, so you'll be able to watch us there and become part of the show. Just comment in the comment uh, line and uh, we'll say hello to you. We'll talk about your questions and your comments um, and make you part of the show. You can, of course, find all the videos at YouTube.com forward slash Oh the Anthem and everything Oh the Anthem related, including the store, is at Oh the Anthem.com. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so I think we should get right into it because okay. there's lots of things this week. So you got a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, O's, the O's are in it. They're, hey, let's, let's just, let's just jump into it. It's sports ball. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year. Who's fired up for playoff baseball? <laughs> Not the Orioles. Well, no, they're fired up. They're going to watch it from home just like the rest of us, so. Yes, uh, uh, in a story that feels like it could have been said uh, many months ago, uh, the O's have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, yeah. And officially only because, you know. Um, At a certain point, they couldn't lose anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a statistical elimination. Um, no one's doing super fantastic. But uh, if, if the Yankees had had like a 100-win season again, I feel like it would have been a long time ago. We would have had like an early August uh, elimination. But, uh, you know, everybody's doing good, and uh, our team's going home. I am going to have to check the standings, because I do believe the Yankees... Are are, they having a 100-win season? Well, not a 100-win. I mean, it's too early for that. Yeah. But... uh, I mean, no, it's not too early. This is when they were on their way to, like, 109 or whatever, their record-breaking season. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, like, they weren't at that at, you know, the end of August. By the way, another thing uh, I love and I hate about uh, L.A., uh, no one here knows when the season is, and I just love that uh, everybody I talk to yeah, is they, like, Dodgers are done, right? Like, it's over. Yeah, they can totally – God damn, I didn't realize how far back Boston was. Uh, yeah, New York has 85 wins right now, so they could definitely get to 100. Oh, so, and there's 30 it's a month left of so. the season. Yeah. So even if they went 500 the rest of the way, they sure. would – And currently the second best record in baseball – or tied for the second best record in baseball. So the Yankees. Orioles, on the other hand, 43 and 88, a mm-hmm. 328 winning percentage. Mm-hmm. And Detroit is still beating us as far as worst record goes. So, um, <laughs> yes, not the worst. <laughs> we have a four game set going up against Detroit coming up, though, mm. soon. I'm very curious to see how bad the baseball being played in that game. We are. We might literally pull people out of the stands. To play in this game. Listen, at this point, we're to vying guarantee for guarantee some losing. We're vying for draft picks right <laughs> now because come on, we need to we need to get that number one draft pick. Adley Rushman's already been brought up another level. So since last week when we talked about his 
Fuck five it. or five Put game him in. or whatever. Put him in. <laughs> let's just see what happens. Let him get some major league pitching. I mean, let the kids play. Yeah, you know what? I was gonna say major league pitching, but uh, versus the Tigers, I don't know if it's gonna be major league pitching. Uh, something like that. You know, it's funny. I, I was uh, Players Weekend was uh, this past weekend, and I remember I was uh, I hadn't been following like the news of what they were gonna be doing this year. Up until I saw it on Instagram. Well, like we don't stories. have players, so that's the important part of that. You have to have players before we have players weekend. <laughs> Technically, there's people on the roster. They count those as players. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, yes. No, but I, I, I just, you know, like I happened to f- stumble upon the Instagram stories of the Orioles on the weekend of players weekend. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, these all black jerseys with the white piping. That's not so bad. Mm-hmm, that looks mm-hmm. pretty good for the Orioles. It was just like, I wonder what other teams did. I wonder what other, other teams choices were. Everyone was wearing all black. Everyone was wearing all white. It was either all black or all white uniforms. Was the, that the thing this year? Yeah. Oh, and I mean, for some teams, I think an all black look is nice. White socks. Yeah. Or the Orioles. Like, Cause you know, sure. black is part of our color structure. Yeah. But like, I feel like if you're the Dodgers and you're wearing all black, just doesn't have quite the same. And like the Dodgers were playing the Yankees this weekend for players weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if there was ever a weekend that you wanted both teams to be wearing their classic uniforms for their uh, throwbacks. How about that? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they don't even have throwbacks. Uh, the throwbacks yeah. are the regular jerseys. So. I guess so. Right. Well, yeah. no, cause like, uh, aren't the Dodgers doing some like weird piping thing on the edge of theirs now. That's not exactly the classic one. No, not, I feel like when I was there, the, 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 they look different. I mean, they might have been wearing special uniforms for some reason. For the 115 degrees that it was inside Dodger <laughs> Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, it could have been that, I guess. <laughs> Did you have to hike up the hill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got off the bus at the wrong spot. Hiked up the hill. <laughs> Bad decision just from the beginning. So, But uh, baseball is almost to the point where we don't care about it anymore. Um, I mean, the World Series will be here eventually. Uh, yeah. October is on its way. Um, but the more important thing is NFL football is back. And I'm almost ready to skip past that. I'm almost ready to skip. You know why? XFL. XFL is back. <laughs> By the way, I do love that. I talked to uh, my coworkers about the XFL. And I always like when you talk to your coworkers because it's like looking into the mind of an embryo. <laughs> really, it is. Uh, and I was like, Just uh, like, wait, there was another football league at one point. So first of all, <laughs> first of all, uh, I said th- things like, uh, so what do you guys think about this uh, new XFL thing? And I said new XFL thing because those who will remember, remember that there was an old yeah. XFL thing. He hate me. He hate me. Mm-hmm. But, um, or they Rod said, Smart, if you want to get Christian about it. Oh, I was, didn't he end up playing in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was one of two people who actually went on. There to were the a NFL. couple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, nobody was, of like, it, and you know, amazing. I think like Charlie Batch was one of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Or, yeah. And he the did LA play. Galaxy and then or not LA Galaxy. What was there? What was the old LA LA Extreme, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh <laughs> I said new XFL, and they assumed in their millennial heads that I meant this new league, the XFL. And then I started talking about things like, oh, you know, like the camera on the field being so revolutionary and like the um sky cam where it was yeah. like on ropes, and everybody's looking at me like I have fucking three heads, and I'm like you guys are aware there was a previous XFL, right? <laughs> and immediately, like, I love and I hate this crew because um, of this exact Googling reason. They start Googling me, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Fucking Google. Here we go. Because they're Googling, <laughs> they're like, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, see? There was a thing. And then um, 
one of the guys we just hired uh, realized that um, he was in kindergarten when the last uh, XFL was out because it was 2004, I think. Something like it was a while back. Yeah, yeah, maybe three. But uh, nonetheless, I was in college <laughs> and he was in kindergarten and uh, he was like, uh, this is why I don't remember it. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. So cue to the to the meme of uh, uh, Tim Allen turning into Santa like the like, oh, yeah, uh, I was going to go with the uh, Steve Buscemi. Like, uh, how Hello, do you do, fellow, fellow kids? kids? <laughs> yeah, um, that's basically how I feel every day at work. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, you don't understand that as whenever the NFL gets stagnant, Vince McMahon's like, hey, I've got $300 million to waste on something. Let's start a football league. And uh, I hope he learned some lessons from last time. And uh, it looks like he did. Because if I remember, there was actually more teams last time as well. I think there was 12 teams. And they immediately, immediately shrunk it down to eight because they were too ambitious. Um, And he tried to compete in the fall against the NFL. And and they, they chose places that, like, specifically didn't have NFL teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, To... I mean, like there was New York and L.A. and I think Chicago or something. L.A. Like didn't that. have football at the time, though. Well, true. Yes, so, that's very true. Uh, but there was, a, there was a team in New York or something like that, mm-hmm. um, because I don't think you can have a league without that. <laughs> um, 18 million people in the metro. <laughs> gotta have. Gotta have multiple football have options. Um, but yeah, like Orlando was one. Uh, not sure. They had one in Birmingham. Birmingham. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel and like, like Memphis or something like that. Like. All Houston, the team, maybe all, but the, it was all the cities, all the cities that like were not big enough for NFL franchises, but yeah. were big enough for an XFL. And I mean, like in some of those cases, like the, the there was a team in Las Vegas. Yeah. And it was the yeah. first like pro team in Las Vegas. And people went crazy for it because they they were so amped to just finally have football and in y- some sort of manner. We haven't done expansion since then, except to give Cleveland back its team yeah. and give Houston back its team. So I got to think that like another thing that the NFL took from the XFL was like, listen, Las Vegas is a town for football. We need to get a team there. And they've been trying to figure out how to get a team there. And they finally did. Yeah. And now there's not a team, an XFL team in Vegas, but probably smart on Vince's part because he's like, oh, I'm going to debut a league the same year that they're debuting an NFL team in that same city. Uh, that's probably not a smart decision. Let's well, they're also that. taking some time to get this league going, which yeah. is a refreshing change of pace. Seeing as the first XFL was like planned and <laughs> launched in a weekend or something. It's like six months, literally six months. Also, because uh, they it, famously there was a 30 for 30 documentary yeah. about the XFL and it was like a month before the season was starting to kick off and there were no players signed. There was no anything. And all the advertisements were about the cheerleaders. Yeah. Because and the like only thing they would, did have how was they the had TV. like cameras in the locker rooms yeah. of the cheerleaders and stuff like that. And it's just like, come on, Vince. The <laughs> only thing they had was the TV contract that was yeah. done, but NBC. no, no players contracts, no nothing. But if I remember, was that because Donald Trump's thing failed and Vince was like, that was way before. Was it? Yeah. The USFL was in like the late, 80s early 90s or there must have like been that. another one though that failed right before and vince was like here's a spot we can jump in and do this and then with no planning just threw it together and he also said this isn't about me it's not about the wwf at that point this is about uh, you know expanding into a new market and then went out there and did his vince mcmahon shtick at the beginning of the very first game yeah 
And it looks like uh, Vince. And they had like Jim Ross doing football yeah. commentary and stuff like that. <laughs> Although, you know what? I don't hate that part of it. That part no, I'll fucking do. You know, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you give me your Jim Ross? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Las Vegas Renegades are winning this game. Uh, that is probably second only to your uh, effeminate New Orleans uh, <laughs> gentleman in my favorite uh, voices. Favorite voices yeah. I do? I don't know what you're talking about, Robert. <laughs> Just get please, <laughs> please fetch me a towel. I feel like coming down with a case of the vapors. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, uh, I feel like uh, Vince at the debut... Uh, uh, press conference was a subdued Vince. Yeah. He was Vince McMahon, the man, not Vince McMahon, the character from the WWE, which well, is what I they mean, should have been. It's really hard to separate the two. That's part of the problem is yeah. that like people have a trouble seeing Vince outside of what he does in wrestling. So yeah. it's tough anyway. But uh, he walked out to the field in that first game with that like. Yeah, like the the boss man swagger. And Basically. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is not going to go well. And but, the um, whole like, this is the XFL. To be fair, uh, they will not be hurting for players, especially with people like Andrew Luck retiring from the NFL to go play in the XFL. Real quick, I want to get into Andrew Luck. Okay. Uh, but let me run down the teams real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. And uh, you tell me, just give me a yay or nay. Okay, on the names, on the cities, what are we doing? Uh, on the names. Okay. Because okay. the cities are basically what, what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the names, that was the names and logos were what we released this week. So yeah. finally, people feel like there's something to digest with this league. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Dallas Renegades, yay or nay? I, I mean, I'm fine with the Renegades. I think that that's, uh, it's the Cowboys light, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Houston Roughnecks? This one I love because, again, Vince is getting very smart. It's the Oilers. Yeah. It's, Roughnecks are oil men. And, and it's literally the Oilers. It's an that. Oilers logo that <laughs> With they're an using. H in it, yeah. It's amazing. But yes, no, I'm in 100%. LA Wildcats? LA is a hard town to do uh, to do a thing, but Wildcatting, also an oil reference, by the way, but it's the re- one of the reasons that LA is the city it is is because they found oil here. Yeah. So is it that? Is it about the actual cats? Is it a mixture of both? Do they just want to be like, probably that. That's probably. I want to. I want to just send them a recording of you doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm available every Sunday between February and March. Vince, just saying. (laughs) L.A. Wildcats first down. (laughs) Uh, The New York Guardians. This one. Uh, so they wanted something with a G clearly because Giants and Guardians or whatever. But like, and and I haven't seen the and Jets. What's that? All your G teams, Jets as Jets, well. Yes, as well. Yeah. Uh, the famous G Jets. Um, <laughs> you said that the ad that they ran was about like the, like it had gargoyles and yeah. like the Guardians. And I guess that like is kind of what they're going for in the logo. The logo there. It's just like, why not be the gargoyles then? Oh, because that's not like scary. Okay. Well, let's do something else then. I, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, there's four teams left, so let's just run through real quick. Yeah. St. Louis Bat- Battlehawks. Um, I don't know what a Battlehawk is, but I'm in. I, the logo, by the way, it's a sword with wings. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> all right. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Uh, Seattle Dragons. Uh, okay. Seems a little lazy. Yeah. Tampa Bay Vipers. Uh, I don't know how Vipers uh, are into Tampa Bay. I, like, I don't get the, the connection. I, I feel like, you know, Gators would have been better than Vipers for Florida. 
but there's already a Florida yeah, Gators. Yeah, you so. want somebody to write for you, Vince? Look at, look at this. <laughs> look at it. We're improving the league already. But go I ahead. Just, yeah. I, anytime I see the name Vipers on a team, I'm just like, all right, you're lazy. That's, that's I, I think uh, when I expand and or move my team on Madden to uh, Las Vegas, the first suggestion is always the Vipers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, like Vipers. Just in the generic team name Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, and then finally, the DC Defenders. And again, the DC has this like horrible thing about like the names of their teams aren't great. Uh, United, again, that's against Manchester United. I get that part of it. The Nationals, well, the United States. Mm, that was that was where that, that came from. Yeah. Really? All right. Well, anyway, uh, the Nationals. It's again, DC is like LA. It's hard because everyone who's from there doesn't care about the city, and then everyone else is transplants. So yeah. like. To call it well, one they said DC instead of Washington because they're playing at the DC United Stadium, and so DC and DC and United and. Well, I think defenders. if your team is going to be the Defenders too, then it makes more sense to, like Washington Wizards makes more sense than DC Wizards because True. you have the alliteration of yeah. the W's. Yeah, but I think that they went mm. with DC first and then found a D word for the team that maybe matched. Yeah. Uh, and I just I don't get I, like the Defenders. Football, if, if you're going to be on defense the whole time, not really a great uh, way to like. <laughs> Things are not going great with the offense. No, here. no, no. It's, uh, we're just the defenders all the time. So, yeah, I, I mean, but it, it's more football and more football is always good. That's that's my take on the whole. Thing. I, I'm just curious to start seeing. I mean, like the team names are great and everything. It mm-hmm. makes you feel like you, th- this is actually happening. I could buy gear. I can get my yeah, season I tickets could, already. Well, I, could I, buy a, I could buy a T-shirt with L.A. Wildcats on it, I guess, if I wanted to. I can make um, a plan to drive to fucking Carson for <laughs> another four months a year. Yeah. Um, but the the thing that is missing, I feel like here is that we need to know more about like how this is going to be different. And uh, like once the XFL started unveiling like how their rules are going to be different, like uh, no kickoffs, just two people running mad dash in the middle of the field trying to get the ball first. Now, I'm not. uh, So like like, uh, dodgeball rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was like how they did kickoffs. And then like people were just like, isn't this just going to have two really strong pro athletes running at each other at like 20 miles an hour and like colliding in the middle of the field? Yep. Yep. That's the whole point. It's exactly what happened. Rough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, maybe perhaps uh, Andrew Luck decides to join the XFL because he's no longer an NFL player. Uh, I would say I doubt it. Um, and the, the thing about the Andrew Luck story. Um, yes, he's a young man. He's younger than both of us. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like we only were seven years in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> Andrew Luck outlasted RG3. Who would have called that after their rookie years? Um RG3 still playing. Uh, he, uh, I He's mean, RG3 outlasted oh, yeah, Andrew yeah. Luck, yeah. Uh, which like after their rookie years, rookie years where RG3 went down with that knee injury. Right. And they're yeah. like, he's never going to play mm-hmm. again. And he came back. But um, well, the the one, the more surprising one, the one I, I found interesting was uh, Tom Brady has not only lasted longer than Andrew Luck, <laughs> but has lasted longer than Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning combined. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, weird. Mm. <laughs> Is it, uh, Makes me wonder if they're even testing the Patriots for performance enhancers. <laughs> right? Like, that's either really good genetics or performance It's a TB12 method, man. You gotta... Have you seen the pictures of him when he was drafted in the sixth round yeah. versus what he looks like now? It looks like the before and after of Captain America. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying it looks like Chris when he's like the little shrimpy guy yeah, and yeah. then he gets exposed to the America, whatever, Captain America thing. And then he's like, wow, that's Tom Brady 
before and after his sixth round draft pick. Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe run a few blood and urine exams. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's weird. Tom Brady came into the league the year before Peyton Manning. I think they were the same year. Same year. I think it was both 99 or something. <laughs> outlasted like that. Peyton and now has outlasted Peyton's like franchise successor. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, the I funniest... mean, if we did this with the Ravens and well, I mean, I guess Joe Flacco did hold down the court for a little while there. Yeah. But I mean, like uh, <laughs> if you, there's a while there where it was just like uh, Ravens have been a franchise for 10 years and have had 19 different quarterbacks. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, to be fair, we got we got stuck with the Browns quarterbacks at first. It was like Vinny Testaverde, and you're mm. like, oh, all right, well. Uh, and then we're like, who needs a quarterback? We'll win a Super Bowl without one. And then like Kyle, who? And we won a Super Bowl. So, um, Tony Banks, <laughs> just put somebody back there to take the ball. All right, we need to get four down so we yeah. get the defense back on the field to score some points. Um, two thirds of the earth is covered by water. What covers the other third? Ed Reed. Ed fucking Reed. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I think the funniest part of this story, though, is that like every NFL player is chiming in, ex-NFL and current NFL players, and they're like, totally get it, Andrew, good luck. <laughs> good luck with the rest of your life and like enjoy your retirement. And every dude who's too lazy to mow his own lawn and like pays the kid down the block, and he's like, I would, but my sciatica is just like, fucking rehab and get back on the field. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. I I think that just generally speaking, I'm all for people making their own choices and doing what they want with their life. Club choices. So, I mean, like, if you feel like you don't want to be an NFL player anymore, then you should feel free to retire at any point. Yep. I, I you know, I'm not I'm not Doug Gottlieb here just like railing on him for not wanting to rehab from these injuries and stuff like that. What I think is. Where I can understand where the the anger of the fans is coming from is when he decided to do it. Okay. If yeah. At the end of last season, he was just like, listen, I've been dealing with a lot of injuries. I got this ankle that I'm dealing with now. It cost me games this year. It, it's going to require a surgery and a huge process of getting back from. And I've already had a lot of injuries, and I think I'm just going to call it a day now. And then yeah. they had the time to do like free agency and the draft and get somebody sure. new and everything like that. I feel like pl- uh, fans of the team would have been more understanding of that. Uh, whereas he came into the season saying like, I can't wait for week one. I'm ready to do this. I just mm-hmm. got to rehab. Uh, we're taking it easy on me in the, in the preseason and training camp so I can get healthy and play. Um, those aren't the things you say if you think you're if you're like mulling over retirement. That's the that I think I, I as a fan, if I was an Indianapolis Colts fan, which God help me, but I mean like if I was an Indianapolis Colts fan, I would understand why it felt like the rug was pulled from underneath me. I think though that it, like, it'd be like if Lamar Jackson just retired tomorrow and you're just like, what the fuck? Like we had plans. <laughs> I think though that you have to know that he's talking to the organization, right? And he's like. They're probably oh, yeah. the ones who are saying, hey, you go out there and you tell them you're fucking ready for week one. Yeah. And even though he's saying, guys, like, it's not coming along as like I thought it was. I'm not feeling it. Um, I'm up running, but I am like off season me. I am not season me right now. Yeah. And again, I, I, I totally, you know, everyone should be allowed to make the decisions that they feel yeah. is best for them and their family and everything like that. It's just that like. It'd be like if I got hired to work on set for something and then like the day before I was just like, you know what? I don't feel like doing it. Uh, I'm not going to show up like it's 
my right to do that sure. if I want to. Uh, and, you know, if I if I had some sort of, you know, like, oh, I'm going through a medical procedure. I'm not going to be able to do both at the same time. Oh, totally understand. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry yeah. you're going through this kind of thing. But it's like the timing, which to me, I, I can understand where the fans are coming from with that. But also, let's not judge too much by stuff of what fans do, because literally <laughs> fans is short for fanatics. Yeah. Yeah. And if. Uh, the example I was making to you before is like, you know, if you were a gun fanatic and I said, I want to get rid of the second amendment, you would be like, Oh, you can't do that shit. I'm, I'm invested in the second amendment. You know, like it, pe- th- those people would not have the reaction you were hoping for when you say, I want to get rid of all the guns. Yeah. When you say, tell a bunch of cold sands, Andrew Luck is going to retire now. They're like, no, <laughs> no, not I allowed. Want, I want him to be a hundred years old out there playing. I don't want to give up on Andrew Luck. Yeah, um, and I think Justin Fenton put it best. Um, to be a Colts fan and to have you know some surprise thing happen in the middle of the night and you find out about it on TV, we have no idea what that's like. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I would say that the uh, the people who are most upset are not Colts fans, though, Corey. Fantasy owners. Fantasy owners. Uh, <laughs> under the category of why, uh, we don't do our draft in week one of the preseason. Check. Uh, Andrew Luck retires. Uh, although, again, as you said, uh, hopefully you're not resting your entire fantasy season yeah. on Andrew Luck. Um, but, like, Lamar Miller, like, this is this stuff adds up. Well, you never it, know who's going to be injured. It, it's, uh, it's the same sort of logic that I have when it comes to paying bills. Like, uh, if I have a bill... Hold on. Okay. <laughs> this is going to come around. You're going to get where I'm coming from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, say I have all the money I need to pay all my bills. Right. Yeah. Uh, I still wait until the day that they're due to pay them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I don't know if something is going to happen between now and then. If I have... I mean, like, there's some things that I have to pay, and I know I have to... You know, if I yeah. don't pay rent, then they can kick us out. Yeah, but- if I don't pay a credit card bill... Then I get a late charge and mm-hmm. I can pay it later, but it's not like it ruined, you know, and I'm not getting kicked out of my house if I don't pay the credit card bill. But let's say but you- if I if I'm sorry, if I if no. I'm uh, uh, the, th- the the point is, if I'm uh, God damn it, I sorry. just lost. If it. you pay if you pay everything on the day it's due instead of paying it ahead of time. Yeah. You're it, ready. It, well, yeah. But I mean, like also, you know, like what if tomorrow i am driving somewhere and then all of a sudden my engine blows up right and now i need all this money that i just put into my credit card well you can for my car repair. well yeah but i can only use it for the amount that i paid on the credit card True. i'm just saying that like you know like part of my long-term plan is i want to wait until the last possible minute so i have all options available to me yeah even if i have the money to pay for it i'm still gonna wait because i'd rather just know that if something came up all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be hamstrung by the fact that I had paid my credit card bill a month early. You know, and you may be able to pay six months of rent ahead of time, but I don't know that the building's not going to burn down because of somebody yeah, else's mistake. Yeah. And I don't want to be holding a bag on like, yeah, but I gave you all the rent. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. Yeah. Whenever we get you back in, you'll be credited for those months afterwards. Right, yeah, right, but what right. am I going to do to live? Mm-hmm. That's kind of on you yeah. until then. But that's when we get why you, back, you chose to pay early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's credited. Um, but I want to go back to your example, which is if you were two days from a shoot and you were just like, eh, I just don't really want to do that. But again, what if I told you that there's a risk of you going on that shoot and like never walking again? Yeah. And it's like, is it worth it to you to go work when you don't have to? 
No, and and nobody that that's the thing. Like nobody who's not you or aware of the situation is ever going to have the same sort of. Under, I mean, like you know, Andrew Luck had like you know the the muscle torn off of his rib cage. Yeah. <laughs> he had a lacerated kidney, which made him pee blood for months. Like, didn't he play through some of those too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, what do you he, need Colts fans? He, he had probably eight concussions or something like that over the course of his career, yeah. his seven year career. Uh, you know, it, it, to me, and it comes down to the same thing. If I sold a screenplay tomorrow, would I show up at work the very next day? 100%. I mean, I would continue to go to work because I know that the writing thing is fleeting. But if at some point in the future, I just said, today's my last day. Yeah. We're going to, we'll never give you a good recommendation to your next employer. I'll be like, okay, call up the head of <laughs> call Rob up NBC Cheek Universal. LLC. Yeah. <laughs> No, call up Rob Cheek LLC, who is the person I now work for, uh, and let them know that you're not going to do that. But like, if you're in the position to be able to quit, it's not up to anyone else about whether you quit. Yeah, it's like I am going to decide that I am not going to be driven crazy. I'm not going to risk injury. I'm not going to do all of these things when I am in the position to not do that. And it's nobody else. You're right. It's nobody else's call. Yeah. I should be able to make that call, and I'm going to make that call. And I probably won't show up the day after I sell screenplay. And they're going to be like, you know, you're only going to get like $90,000 and it's probably only going to be like four months from now. I'm like, I, anything to not fucking go to that place again. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Kidding, of course. <laughs> kidding, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I think that that, is that everything you had yep. to talk about? That's sports ball. That's sports ball. So with the remaining 20 minutes, we only have to cover everything that's happened in <laughs> all the last the topics. week. Uh, so I want to start out with something I guess we could touch on. You were on. the one getting all forlorn about the good old days of the XFL. I, listen, that I, I love feeling old and I hate feeling old. That's why I love working at that place because I'm just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> now gather around. Let me tell you a story about a place. Oh, um, quick. Yeah. Uh, just, what, uh, it's not like sports ball related, but one quick uh addendum here mm -hmm. uh everyone needs to go check out the 30 for 30 podcast series on donald sterling because it is chef's kiss amazing uh, uh go to wherever you get your fine podcast 30 for 30 it's like they dropped all five episodes of it all at once isn't it pod save america though what i thought you said it was pod save america no no, no 30 for 30 espn oh, okay yeah all right so well, go check that out fun. because it's a lot of fun we talked about donald sterling on Ooh. the first Drinko de Mayo. Oh, man. That's how long ago Ooh. this story happened. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's when you get to like hear the tapes and you get to hear like them put together, you know, like the timeline of like interviews and like what he's saying and what he's and, saying yeah. and like mm. how like the different things that you didn't remember, like about, you know, him uh, getting sued by the federal government for like unfair uh practices as far as like uh allowing minorities and housing and stuff yeah. like that yeah like it's all there it's all wonderful definitely go check that out P.S. i'm loving that we made spe we put a special gel on the light to make me look more alive and i think i'm looking more dead as the episode <laughs> goes along i swear to god i'm alive i'm a living human being <laughs> turning purple yeah uh anyway uh so uh from one really terrible uh millionaire or billionaire yeah he's a billionaire right who sterling Oh, yeah. He's a billionaire. From one, uh, he sold his franchise for $2 billion. So. That's true. Uh, from one terrible billionaire to another. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Well, one of them. Uh, which one is it that dies? Is it the East that dies in the beginning? Yeah, because the West is who she's still running from. Hmm? 
the witch. The oh, witch yeah, of the yeah. east is the one that gets hit by the house. Yeah, Gilda. Yeah. The west is the one that's still alive. Right. North and south are good. East and west are bad. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the witch of the east is dead. Uh, and by that, I mean David Koch is dead at 73. Um, after living longer with prostate cancer than any man has ever lived with prostate cancer. Did you know that he was diagnosed in the late 80s with no. prostate cancer and has been fighting it since the late 80s? Hmm. Prostate cancer, though, is one of those ones that, like, if you catch it early, it, it doesn't. At no point was he marked cure or in, um, what's it called when cancer, like, temporarily stops? Metastasize? No, or metas- no, no. When it, the opposite, when it, like, stops. Fuck. Remission. Oh. Never was he in remission and never was he cured. He was fighting it that long yeah. because it did metastasize to other places, even after they removed his prostate. But like, that's what having billions and billions of dollars is. It's just like throw money at it until here, take this pill. It was like when, slowly, but. just like when Magic Johnson was just like, oh, he's still alive. Like yep. it, you, it used out. to be you have you have HIV and you were dead immediately. Nope. Just need uh, a lot of money. Everyone thought that that magic was going to die. Like, yeah. I love Within that. weeks when he retired. That they South were Park like, episode where they just like blend the money <laughs> yeah. and drink the money. Yeah, that's, that's basically how it works. Um, my favorite part of this whole thing is that I, I have to think that deep down in their heart somewhere, Charles and David Koch thought that you know the world would celebrate them upon their death. And now Charles knows without question the joy that his death will bring to the rest of the planet. I've, uh, so what I find interesting, and it's not to say that David Koch isn't, responsible for a lot of evil that has been done he's in a our horrible society. fucking human being uh but Was. david is not as bad as charles is charles is the one who really yeah like leads all the financial or all the political donations and stuff like that um but yeah it, it's it's an interesting day because yeah. if there was a god it would have been charles who died and david would still be here just so you know yeah david would still be making charitable donations to, to worthy causes prostate cancer probably yeah but also i mean really horrible politicians as well i mean don't don't sugarcoat it and say that david wasn't also supporting the alt-right and no i mean he, he certainly was i'm just yeah. saying that it, it's uh charles is the one who is the like deep believer in the philosophy in like Reaganomics. Charles is the George W. Bush to uh, uh, David's Jeb. See, I would have gone the other way. I would have gone with the, like, because I think Jeb is more knowledgeable and George was just like, hey, uh, you're running for president, dumbass. And they're yeah, like, Yeah, but okay. I mean like, George W. was more detrimental as president than ah. Jeb probably would have been under similar circumstances. You know, like true. they're both they're both not worthy of being president. But if you were going to say which one would cause less trouble if they were elected, True. it would be Jeb as yeah. opposed to uh, well, George. Nancy uh, gets up there and y- shouts at him. And the next thing you know, he's just like in his back in the Oval Office. Like, I don't know why she's so mad at me. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing back that old chestnut. I don't know. Oh man, just <laughs> the sadness and desperation. Yeah. Uh, we've all been there, right, guys? <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, David Cook is dead, and uh, my only sadness in this can I, can you take a guess, Corey? What I might be sad about? You know, you know me really well. What? Why would I be sad that David Cook had died from prostate cancer? That it wasn't guillotines. Wasn't guillotines. <laughs> He and his prostate have robbed us of the chance to march him up 
and have a meeting with Madame Guillotine. <laughs> but we still got his brother, um, and I'm sure he's got other family. I'm like, sure there's other deserving people. Sons and son- daughters and grandsons and people who are benefiting from that fortune that we can march right on up there in, the, in his place. Um, <laughs> well, uh, truer words feel like they've never been spoken. He will be missed. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Uh, on the day of uh, judgment, I will sit and say, ah, I wish David Cook was here. Or maybe we'll just dig him up and uh, <laughs> get him again. Get him in his head. Just, uh, just for shits and giggles. Um, I feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of people that you're going <laughs> to dig up and guillotine and, uh, or maybe just, you know, uh, you know, like build a dummy and just be like, uh, in effigy. A voodoo doll. Of yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just uh, we're sending a message here. Um, when they, uh, when it, our turn comes, we will not apologize for our terror. Anywho, so uh, <laughs> speaking of other terrifying things, Trump has a uh, somebody running against him in the primary. Yeah, and which would you would think, hey, that'd be good news, right? Except for it's Joe Walsh, possibly the only other Republican who terrifies me as much as Donald Trump being pro- uh, president is Joe Walsh, and now he's running for president as well. I. I am not a fan of Joe Walsh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. If if him running is enough to get people to vote for to make him the Republican nominee mm-hmm. over Trump, I feel like that's a victory. I, I also think maybe- because I also think that if he was the Republican nominee, he's going to get smashed by 18 of the candidates. Candidates running for the Democratic yeah. nomination. I'm wondering, and if therefore, it, like, you know, we we would it, that would be the easiest way to like. The problem with Trump is that he's, despite being awful, he's still popular enough within yeah. his base that he can just rewin or he can win a le- reelection without too much trouble. And that, that you know, like I know a lot of people like talk about Trump, like, oh man, I can't wait until 2020 when we kick him out. That is a huge fucking uphill yeah. battle. Don't, yeah. Don't think that you're just going to be able to get rid of Trump like that because it's going to be really tough. Right, listen, people were trying to get rid of Wayne <laughs> Gilchrist for a long... Democrats were trying to get rid of Wayne Gilchrist for a long time. It took a challenger to his right to yeah. get rid of him. That's how they finally got rid of him. And um, again, I, I don't think that uh, everyone who's betting that Trump will be out in 2020 understands that like 58% of the votes reside in 40 one well, or 42 percent of the districts not, now, not so. only that i mean like so like in the past week uh this could have been brought up in, in the baltimore corner but i'll just drop it right here there were people who the the fucking spy plane came back last week did you hear about this oh yeah people yeah, talking yeah. about like well maybe we were too quick to judge that spy plane no fuckers <laughs> like <laughs> y'all are dumb y'all dumb this is not how you do number one it, <laughs> it costs a lot of money uh Number two, even though rich people said they were willing to pay for it, you should always be worried when rich people say that they're just going to pay for something out of hand. <laughs> like, Unless it's guillotines. Then. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if Charles Koch said that he was willing to buy Baltimore a fountain, I'd be really fucking worried about that fountain. <laughs> Where are you going to build it? I don't know. West Baltimore? <laughs> no. No, thank you. No, we don't want your fucking fountain. Yeah. Something is wrong with the fountain. <laughs> It'll uh, have drinking water in it too. All right, now, okay. And not only yeah. that, but I mean, like, there's, there's like people like actually making the argument of like, well, maybe we should, uh, maybe it's all right. I'd have nothing to hide. Maybe I, I don't mind if the plane tracks where I'm going all the time. It's just like, motherfucker, it's step one. <laughs> like that's, that's how they get you comfortable with the, 
And you're like, oh, I can connect with my grandmother on this website called Facebook. Yeah. And then fast forward to all the horrible things that happened because you gave up that kind of rights. So please, mm. please, for the love of God, everyone listen to the sound of my voice. The spy plane is an awful idea. We should shoot it out of the sky. In fact, I mean, I think somebody wrote a book where, or a screenplay where that's part <laughs> happening. Of the, part of the thing, right? Shooting spy things out of the sky. Anyway, um, back to the the uh, primary. Yeah, uh, I think the best news about this is one that Trump will have to spend money on a primary. Uh, I think the other side of that is this may open the door. If if Trump doesn't respond to having a primary opponent, it may mean that some other wackadoos jump in. And by wackadoos, I don't necessarily mean like um, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, fuck, uh, podcaster, crazy right wing podcaster, QAnon, and uh, frogs are making. They're oh making yeah, frogs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Uh, or otherwise known as uh, the dead comedian, um, <laughs> Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Bill Hicks may. No, I'm not talking about him jumping in the race. I mean like. There may be people on the right of Trump who are like, you know what? He hasn't done anything he promised. Where's the wall? Where are the millions of bodies piled up and burning in the furnace? Wait, no. Okay, I said the quiet part out loud. Where's um, my pile of dead Mexicans? Yes, basically, yeah. Um, but there, So somebody may jump out, and the only way that he wins, really, is to keep his base. And if he loses part of his base to some crazy fucking right wing yeah. person then that is one way he could be beaten well i don't I, think joe walsh is that guy he's a more moderate but well he's a tea party guy yeah so i mean like he is you know to the right end of this but the problem is that he's sort of made a he's found himself a shtick being the anti-trump republican <laughs> when because he was he was one of those like you know like oh for the first part of trump i mean there, there were people who were always against trump yeah but there were people more in the beginning who were like, we got to give him a shot. We got to give him a chance. We got to let him do his thing. And then Walsh turned on him where other Republicans were just like, you know, like, oh, I, I think that I think that we, we are it, nobody. Nobody in the Senate or the House is criticizing Trump. Like, by the way, I just like to just sidebar there for the a Republican Senator House. Let's sidebar for just a second. Yeah. People who said, let's give him a chance. Uh, where's your line? Because. Just this week, meeting with the Danish prime minister that got canceled because they wouldn't consider selling Greenland to yeah. America. Um, the expressed desire verbally to members of the administration to drop nuclear weapons in a hurricane to keep them from striking the United States. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, telling the G7... Just, just seems like good... Regular person logic to me. Sure, yeah. Uh, big storm, <laughs> drop a bomb in it, make it go boom. No more storm, right? That's how that works. Um, it's like some bizarro Armageddon fantasy. <laughs> by, by the way, I'm wondering what the lot. That might. Can actually, we get Bruce Willis to drive this nuke? Surprisingly, the nuke might actually work to destroy the hurricane because it will break up the wind pattern. But well, just destroy the wor world. Too. Also, just poison everything <laughs> yeah. where that hurricane is with nuclear radiation. Guy, wouldn't it have been funny if like somebody had a follow up question for Trump at that moment? It's like, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it would have only been Puerto Rico. Who the fuck cares? Yep. Like, yep. You know, I'm not uh, in the business. <laughs> I'm not in the business of investing in foreign countries. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked the question about Puerto Rico. Uh, we have questions. Then you said foreign country, right? Right. That island, yeah. Not part of us. 
It's owned by Cuba, right? You're making a lot of people on an island very happy <laughs> right now, sir. Thank you. Um, but no, so uh, Greenland, nuking hurricanes, uh, telling the G7 to let Russia back in, but yeah. not a puppet of Russia at all, Corey. I know you're thinking no, that. Not a puppet. Not you're a puppet. You're thinking that, but that's not what he is. No. Uh, they definitely don't have a tape of him being peed on by several women <laughs> in several different hotels. Or the the uh, complete... I, I, this whole China thing is fucking insane. <laughs> yes. Like, and he, here's the problem. Most people, if I, if I were to tell you about uh, trade negotiations with other countries, it's such a dense fucking topic that you can't talk about it in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you're talking about like, so uh, one issue that the United States has with China and has for a long time is uh, the blatant use of copyrighted material and how China has no respect for uh, U.S. copyright law. Yeah. Yep. So uh, part of the reason why you hear about Chinese knockoffs is because China will just make the same exact thing as another company, call it Nikkei instead of Nike, yeah. and then put it out in the market and sell it for one-tenth the cost. Which inevitably and, makes its way here and then gets yeah. sold on the market here and... And then you're wearing your your checkmark shoes, and you're just like, "Hey, you see my Nikes? It's a new, hot new Chinese yeah. brand." Yeah, I and got then some, Roberto gonna, is going to send us an. Instagram I got some Hordans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, Roberto will send us an Instagram post about it, and he's clout chasing about the hottest new thing, and then it's like, and the phone connects to the shoes, and like, <laughs> eh, it's technologically, blah, and then we have to sit through that. So inevitably, it comes down to us. Um, but yeah, Trump is Trump is acting like negotiating with China is like negotiating with a vendor. Yeah, I, like uh, I'm buying drywall from you. Like, and I'm I'm gonna do this like good cop bad cop routine. Got a lot of but places. Only like me get, a lot of doing places. it. <laughs> a lot of places I can get drywall, buddy. Yeah. I don't know if you've uh, heard, but uh, listen, you're not market. the only global power out there. I can get. <laughs> I can get all my goods from a lot of other places, too. But the problem is that now he's so far in yeah, that the <laughs> only hope is that China just gives up and bails him out of this problem that he's in. Yeah, which they won't. Because, like, everything, yeah. every single fucking thing he does is just causing more trouble. Like, <laughs> he had a tweet this weekend where he urged U.S. companies to stop investing in China. Didn't urge. Order. Oh yeah, US yeah. I hereby demand or something yes. like that in the tweet. Uh, apparently, forgot he wasn't a king and couldn't just you know. <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! I mean, I, and it's just like either he is slowly slipping into dementia. He's already there, which is where my vote is. Yeah. Um. Or it's just you ever think that he's just sitting around the Oval Office like, what can I do today? We think, hey, hey, what if I just tweet out? You know. Ordering people not to be in China. That'd be crazy, right? <laughs> I'm doing it. Like, if it was your drunk friend from college, the well, 70-year-old <laughs> version of him who doesn't drink. I uh, the, the thing that fascinates me most oh, about God. this whole situation is that uh, there are still people who are just like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I'm just like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, what... I- Oh, It'd be like if you handed your toddler like gas and matches and you're just like, you're just like, he knows better. Honestly, he knows if he lights it on fire, he's going to go boom. It's like, the, no, he doesn't. Like the, what, it, what evidence have you seen that proves that he knows what this, like, these are the people who think that uh, Mr. Bean is a documentary. And it's just like this guy, just everything works out for him. I don't know how he does it, but after no matter how he tries to screw it up, 
it always works out. Like, yeah, yeah it's not really that. It, there's no script. And, um, you know, Roland Atkinson is an actor, and he's not really, yeah. you know, mute, and uh, he doesn't, you know, do these things. Also, and- The Apprentice was an edited television show with writers. Like... <laughs> Like I get, oh, and not even like. <laughs> oh, by the way, the ba- base base for Trump, Jewish writers. I bet. I just saying. It, you ever hear like somebody who's like really smart talk about some sort of topic, and they get into like the little tiny bits mm-hmm, of it? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I listen to myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you'll 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 hear somebody like uh, talk about like you know how trade works, and they'll be they'll they'll start eventually they have to get into like the deeper parts, the deeper cuts of what they're talking about. And they're just like, well, what you have to realize is that if you're dealing with China and negotiation over copyright, then they're going to be coming back with these three issues that they want you to come back at. And lumber and steel. Yeah. If you, if you give to them on lumber and steel, then you're negatively impacting your ability to get the price that you want from these five countries and the combined efforts of these five countries and like, you know, they'll build this web of how one decision can mm. impact the entire global economy. And like when you hear somebody talk about it, you also have to realize that a lot of it is theory and a lot of it is like, you know, I don't know for sure if this is how it would work. But I would imagine well, that if China gave up copyright protection, blah, 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 blah. That's because like, they we've never had a president who just tweets out without a super ego blocking his ability to make things happen he's just like all id it's just like thought occurs out the mouth to the hands and tweet it and um honestly it's a good test for a lot of theory where people are just like what would happen if a crazy person took over the uh, white house well not a thought experiment anymore now we have it what would happen if a crazy person drove rob across town um, pretty scary fucking Uber ride. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's no longer a thought experiment either. Um, and I don't know what's more terrifying him in the white house or the Uber ride I took earlier today. So, um, but again, a very extended sidebar. It's just, how are you still defending that? This is somehow okay. And not that Joe Walsh is a good competitor, but he's a competitor. And, Sometimes it's just about bleeding during the primary to just weaken him enough. Maybe he says something to try and come to the moderate side of things that alienates the base just enough to get him to stay home. And then maybe we can swing the election and get somebody else elected. Um, and there's a lot of people to choose from right now. It's a lot. Um, also, if I can encourage people, uh, Democrats over the age of 50, stay home at the primary. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying stay home at the primary. Um, I've never before seen the uh, the Biden where he's got 60 or uh, like 25 points, 30 yeah. points of 50 and above, and then six points in the fucking 50 and below. Just insane. Insane difference. Sorry, Corey, you're looking but, something up. What do you got there? Oh, I, I, we were going to be getting into our conversation about uh, uh, the polls on the Democratic oh, yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to pull this story up so I could be able to quote it directly. So, yeah. So, uh, speaking of, of all the contenders on the Democratic side, um, thank God Joe Biden, in a series of gaffes that just, again, spe- people who are having a stroke, like a, a stroke in slow motion or slipping into senility, like, I can't have any other explanation other than, like, you are too old to be running for president. But 
not knowing what state he was in, confusing Vermont for New Hampshire, like uh, being Thinking overtly he was racist. vice president when he was when Parkland happened, and which he wasn't. That didn't happen. I mean, you're basically he's Trump. He's Democratic Trump at this point. Yeah, and so, it was cute until you were our last best hope. Here, here's the one that really uh, hit me in the uh, maybe Biden is losing it kind of uh, thing. He was uh, talking about income inequality. He said, uh, and specifically in regards to education, and the quote is, poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Then quickly added, wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, also, with a gaggle uh, after the week that he had, he assured everyone that he was not going crazy. And I'm like... That's one of those things like when someone asks you, when did you stop beating your wife? Like, if you have to put something out there about yeah. like, no, guys, don't worry. I'm not going crazy. I think maybe you've already lost. Um, and the, the Monmouth poll would agree that uh, perhaps he's on his way to that. Down 13 points. In a week and a half or 10 days, however. There are, only, there are only three candidates who are over 13 points total. And you lost. And you 13. lost that. Yeah. Like. I, and gave up eleven to two of them. Yeah, I mean Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren pick up pick up uh, six and five apiece. I I just don't get it. I I never understood why Biden had to be, uh, you know, like christened as the next coming here. I mean, it it he just doesn't. He no, knows know. this is his last chance because the country is taking a shift, and the Sanderses, the Warrens, the AOCs. Uh, the Pete Buttigieg's, uh, Beto's, that's where the country's going. Yeah. And he knows he is either going to be the transition and basically like pick one of these guys to be his VP and then do one term, maybe do two terms and pass it off to the next person or he's out. There's going to be no more creepy Uncle Joe type presidents. It's either either going to be a, a crazy Republican when we swing that way mm. or a crazy Democrat when we're going to swing that way. That middle of the road neocon or uh, neo dem Clinton Democrat is dead, and he. I would is argue the last he's the last one. Yeah, he's, he's, the, last he's the last vestige of that. Yeah. So he knows it's now or never, and I think he saw the wind blowing that way and was like, "Well, I better put my name in," and didn't give a half of a thought to like, "Should I? Just can I?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I can get the money together. I got a bunch of people give me money. I can run for president." Yeah, but should you run for president? That's the question. You know, the the thing is, a lot of times. Uh, people who haven't, who've had things come easy to them, think that they can they can do whatever they want. Yeah. So it's like uh, when you're a say you're the best basketball player in the state, like in, in high school you were like one of the best basketball players in the state of Maryland. Uh, you go to college and you're one of the best basketball players in in college, and then you go to the NFL or go to the NBA thinking. I'm just going to walk in here. I'm going to be the best player in the NBA because yeah. I've never not been the best player. And then you get there and you realize that you're surrounded by all the other best players who, yeah. <laughs> who lived in all the other different states who are the best players in college and stuff like that. And then you realize you're marketably average compared to them. Did you? you it, 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 there's a part of you where you've had 20 years of I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, nobody can touch me to all of a sudden I got to compete. And there's things like uh, Joe will have these gaffes and think like, oh, I can get past them because I've always gotten past this sort yep. of stuff. 
but it's not <laughs> the same as by the way hasn't really gotten past it failed presidential campaigns in four decades yeah well, uh, three decades coming up on the fourth one hopefully i mean his his position as vice president was picked because obama was so inexperienced yep like they they said we need to have somebody who's been in this game for a long time to make people think that there's a steady hand at the at the wheel here in case Obama decides to do something a little millennial. And who else was on that list? Do you remember that conversation from back in like uh, 07, 08? I mean, I know Hillary was bandied about, but they weren't going to do it. Right. Uh, Kennedy was yeah. on the list. But I mean, these are people like literally Hillary was like, uh, everyone hates her. We cannot run her with our, yeah. our guy. And also they beat each other up pretty good in the primary. Yeah. Not a good fit. We'll bring her in the admin. Don't worry about it. All right, Kennedy. Yeah, the Chappaquiddick thing. Still, uh, I don't think we're past it yet. Uh, he killed a girl. And then, um, by the way, I, I listened to a podcast. I don't think he killed the girl. I don't think he killed her. Based on this uh, true true crime-ish I don't think he I killed her. I think he, I mean. I don't think he was in the car. I think he fucked her. And then realized he was too drunk and then let her drive home and she was too drunk and he then wrecked his car. And then uh, when she didn't get make it home, he uh, was like, oh, shit. And he came up with a story. I don't think that's true. Oh, man, you got to listen to this. The evidence is like really strong in the favor of that story. I, I don't think there was anyone denying that he was in the car, though. Um, There is a police officer who saw him standing outside the car. On the road just before the turn. Yeah. Saw her in the car, in the driver's seat, and him and him standing outside the passenger seat. Anyway, not important. What I'm, gonna, I'm just saying, Chad McQuaid. He was there. He was there. He was there when <laughs> the accident that happened, he mm -hmm. was there at that point. There is no evidence to support There's no that. evidence to support that mm -hmm. he was or wasn't there. Yet. But I'm saying that it, 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 to me, from my, from my learned opinion of this situation, I, I can't imagine that he wasn't there, seeing as he was there minutes before it happened in the same car. Sam, mm, 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 that's not, not, anyway, not important. My whole point is uh, they didn't put him on the, the uh, ticket because, one, he was super old, but also. Uh, Be like, all of a sudden, like, uh, Corey's at, I, I just saw Corey post something on Instagram that he's at Staples Center. And then something weird just happened at Staples Center. It's just like, well, I don't think Corey could be involved. He's not there anymore. It's like, ah, I just saw a picture of him. <laughs> ah, I just saw him post something on Instagram saying he was there. I'm <laughs> just saying that uh, they went in pretty in-depth. And uh, they did a pretty good job. Hey, so Ted Kennedy wasn't going to be the guy. And when you're starting to talk about old heads, you're, the list gets short. Hillary? Joe. Well, I mean, Ted what, you, Kennedy. what what they really wanted was they wanted somebody who had a lot of experience, but people didn't have set opinions on. Right. There That's you the, go. you know, Ted Kennedy and Hillary came with a lot of opinions. Yes. So Joe Biden is like, okay, everybody knows he's creepy, but they all kind of like him. Nobody, uh, nobody had Delaware. made up their mind on Joe Biden yeah. when he was named as vice president. <laughs> he always fell out of those presidential Everybody races. Everybody made up their mind about Hillary Clinton and Ted Kennedy. He always dropped out of those presidential races before everybody got to make up their mind about him. Yeah. Uh, and then he waited a decade or so until everybody forgot about him. And they're like, who's this Joe guy? I don't know. Go Let's find out. Delaware. Nope, he's out. Okay. Um, nonetheless, yeah. So now I think really it got to the point where this is his last hurrah. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I, I'm going to do it. And not whether he should do it or not. 
And thank God, um, everyone except for those over 50 are waking up. He's tied uh, with... Uh, Budejic. I think I said Booker earlier, but I think he's tied with Budejic now. Or Booker is at like one percent. So yeah, so he's tied with the uh, Budejic or um, or Beto right now. Andrew Yang has a lead on him in Democratic voters under forty, and I think at some point you just got to wrap it. I, I I get that you got everybody over fifty, but you got to wrap it when when I, Andrew Yang is beating you. I think. I you know. We make a lot of fun of Andrew Yang on this podcast. Um, <laughs> rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, He's polling so fucking well. I well, know. no, but I mean, like, sometimes this happens in elections where people will all of a sudden get, uh, you know, like uh, with Bernie last time. Yeah. Bernie going into the election had no fucking shot of winning. Nope. He was a speed bump on the way to Hillary winning the thing. Mm hmm. But then he captured the imagination of mostly young people. Well, he captured the imagination of people who fucking hate Hillary. Well, yeah, but I'm someone saying someone like, else stay in this race. Oh, please. I know, but I'm saying like the the reason why he's why he was so popular or like why he came out of nowhere last year was because he was able to find a very devoted, loyal fan base who would who would support him. Yeah, and you know Andrew Yang, uh, you know even though it's not the same level as Bernie in 2016 has been able to do the same in some sort of way, has built a very passionate fan base of people who think that he's the one who knows how to do this. And it's just, uh, I don't know. He's uh, not. He's not. Yeah. Mo stupid millennials. Stop it. <laughs> he's not. He's not the one. Yeah. Because you're going to, by the way, just anyone who doesn't understand how universal basic income works, uh, especially with his plan that yeah. comes with like an excise tax that goes that counteracts it. Yeah. If you are making less than, I don't know, just a random number, $80,000 a year, mm -hmm. you're probably going to end up spending more per month than you would make in the money that you would get just in additional taxes, especially if you live in a place like, you know, Los Angeles or New York right. or places where Democrats live. <laughs> like, now, now, it does work out well for people in like, Rural Idaho, or Delaware, tax or Delaware, yeah, yeah. tax-free state where every prices are low. There's no extra taxes, and uh, your cost eight, of living's low. Your eight and a half percent excise tax doesn't hurt so bad when you're used to paying zero. Yeah, when you're used to paying eight and a half percent, that nine, additional eight and a half percent makes items awfully expensive. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so but you, yeah. you have the list pulled up. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Go through it. Uh, so new Monmouth poll. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list with a number real quick. Mm -hmm. Sanders, 20, mm -hmm. Warren, 20, Biden, 19, Harris, 8, Booker, 4, Buttigieg, 4, Yang, 3, Castro, 2, O'Rourke, 2, and Williamson, 2, which surprised me, too. Yeah. Uh, again, no, and that's a, all loyal, a loyal fan base for Marianne Williamson, which I don't quite understand. Listen, but. Uh, there's a lot of essential oils websites that are still <laughs> up and running. People are buying it. So uh, see, but so here's the thing: Sanders and Warren both got a nice little bump. Yep, plus six, plus five to their numbers. Biden falling thirteen per points. Yeah, to fall to nineteen is incredible. Uh, Booker plus two, Buttigieg minus one. Yang plus one, Castro plus two, O'Rourke minus one, which I'm surprised about. I thought he yeah. sort of captured imagination a little bit more with the uh, shooting. And See, I, I think people just want him to go home to Texas, go home and run for Senate, because I think the other candidates are doing a good job of being like, hey, when I leave my Senate seat, I know that there's going to be another Democrat right behind me. Like yeah. Both Warren and Sanders can say that. 
But Beto is saying, I'm not going to run against a very Also, beatable. neither one of them had to worry about losing their Senate seat. Oh, that's also true. Yeah. But, I mean, if they, if they don't win the presidency, they're still senators. Yeah. They don't have to give that up. But if they do give it up, they have Democratic governors who are going to appoint Democrats. And I mean, like, that's that's why the uh, the people who've dropped out have done so, because they realize that they have to run for reelection if they're yeah. not going to be president. And if you're John Hickenlooper, it's better to be a senator than yeah. it is to be nothing. Like, you but know, like I think the competition in that race has been basically like, hey, there's a really beatable senator in Texas. Yeah. Why is Beto not going home and beating this very beatable senator and making it 50-50? See, I don't. I don't think Cornyn is as beatable as people think he is. Because I mean, like he's. Uh, you know, if Beto couldn't beat Cruz, who... Beto was nobody when that race began. Oh, I though. know, but I'm saying, like, Beto... Cruz would have been the person to take out. Because even Republicans don't like Ted Cruz. <laughs> so, I mean, like... Human beings don't like Ted <laughs> Cruz. I, I, If I was him, I would have just... Every single day when I was on, on the campaign trail, I would have worn, like, my Ted Cruz's Zodiac Killer t-shirt... <laughs> And just like when people are just like, hey, Beto's, what, what's with the shirt? And he's like, what shirt? And just keep walking. Never. <laughs> talk. Uh, that's why we're not in politics, folks. Uh, really good. Writing the, the yuck yucks and the uh, drama, but not so much with the uh, politics. It's like when uh, it's like when you see like Taylor Swift, like at the Grove or something like that. She's just wearing like a like fuck John T-shirt. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like. Hey, Taylor, what's that shirt about? It's just like, what, what the, shirt? One shirt, sorry. And then it's a week worth of stories on Extra where it's just like, Taylor Swift slamming John Mayer. By the way, if you want to hear more of that voice, make sure you check out uh, oh, the Anthem on YouTube. Heretics, <laughs> episode four. Yeah. Um, My TMZ guy. Yeah, is it Aquaman? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Aquaman, but it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode. It's been a long time. We should do more of those. It was... Uh, Maybe like an the Scientology one. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Scientology. What was I thinking about? Aquaman. Aquaman. Yes. Church of Aquaman. Church of Aquaman. Um, we should do more of those, including a prequel where we explain the rules <laughs> of the universe to everyone. Uh, yes. Uh, anyway, there's a couple. More, uh, there's a really one important story I want to get to. So yeah, let's let's, let's, let's rapid fire through yes, these real quick. Flash through the two that are least important. Um, insulin jumped. Uh, in, insulin in the United States is now the sixth most expensive liquid in the U in the world. Uh, behind two types of liquor, um, horseshoe uh, crab, crab blood. blood. Did you know that, by the no, way? No. If yeah. I knew it was valuable, I would have picked up all these horseshoe crabs that I saw in the ocean. So it goes it goes bad very quickly, and they use it in medical research. Okay. Stuff You Should Know did an episode on it, and it like, blew my mind. Because I'm hmm. like, I've thrown back maybe a thousand horseshoe yeah. uh, crabs into the ocean. I would have just fucking vampired them and taken the soul. Anyway, not important. So horseshoe crab blood. Suck the blood straight up. <laughs> um, but no, so like horseshoe crab blood, a couple of different kinds of liquor. Um, it's like just, Christopher Reeve with the fetuses in that episode of South Park. <laughs> uh, and then like uh, Dior, uh, Dior uh, perfume is mm. also expensive. Gas, not on the list. Insulin, more expensive than gas by the gallon. Yeah. By the way, uh, just as a thing, if you buy like Coke, that's more expensive by the gallon than gas is. Also so true, yes. Just as a thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you pay $2 for a two liter of it right now. Yeah. And how many liters is there in a gallon? It's like 4.3, 4.3 liters I in a gallon. I can't remember. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot more than gas. Trust me. 
People don't think about it. Yeah. Because we, we don't do the metrics so well. We're well, because you also English. do that thing where it's just like, it's only $2. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, well, and I guess depending on where you are, gas may be a lot cheaper than Coke. Yeah, but so. you gotta you gotta buy it in. Th- nobody's buying one gallon of gasoline unless sure. they're like, oh, I gotta get home. Like to be fair, neither of us is buying one liter of Coke either. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, <laughs> uh, depends. All right. Um. Also, more citizens were detained this week. Uh, in the last couple weeks, and we've talked about this before, but basically. <laughs> People in the southern United States are carrying birth certificates, social security cards, passports, just on them at all times, Uh, which makes me think of another. What was another country where citizens who were maybe looked like people that weren't liked uh, had to bring their papers everywhere? What country was that, Corey? It's escaping me. Um, Are you thinking about Germany? I'm thinking about Germany, yeah, Yeah. uh, in the interwar periods. uh, Yeah, so basically, if you See, but this this isn't even new in the United States because in Arizona for a while, they had the, the bill where the police could just take anyone they thought might not be American. Yep. Which just meant Latino people. Yeah, if you look Latino. Yeah. And a lot of people were expected to just carry all their papers with them mm-hmm. in case something went wrong where they could say, like, no, 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 here's my birth certificate. Yeah, except for now, ICE is still detaining them for weeks on end, even though, like, I can prove I am a citizen. Here are my nine documents. And, like, here's back to the cell for a little here's, while. Here's the problem at the end of it all. Uh, there's no punishment for the people who are responsible for making the decisions which cause these things. Yeah. Uh, uh fucking governor of michigan uh snyder during the whole flint thing oh yeah like i was just like you know how you get people to stop doing that sort of shit threaten to lock him up make him drink flint water Well, no, not even that just just lock if if at the end of his of his term he if he knew that there was a chance that he might be brought up on charges Mm -hmm. of uh i mean murder i mean kids died like people people died because of of the actions that in a part he took in, he, he had a part to play in. So, you know, if he thought that he was going to have to fee, uh, face some sort of punishment for doing those things, then he wouldn't do it. Hmm. Much like if Trump knew that he was going to be charged on thousands of cases or thousands of charges of kidnapping or something like that mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. things are going at the border, then he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't why would you put yourself at risk like that? You yeah. know, like. It's just like, you know, like uh, uh, in California, it's legal to to buy recreational marijuana. So nobody ever cares anymore about getting caught with it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it's just like you can jo- smoke a joint in the street. Nobody really gives a fuck anymore. Honestly, but I, like, I, I actually if you did. think that you might get in trouble for it, then that's where you have this seedy black market. Yeah. And you have to like talk to some guy in his basement for 20 minutes and then <laughs> like he, go go to a like a, in the middle of the woods to smoke a joint just so you can stay off the grid like. <laughs> This is it's it's different when you think there's punishment involved. When you don't think there's punishment involved, you, you you're a lot more casual about the rules. That's that's all very important. Uh, and I don't want to discount it, but I do want to get to the most important story of the week. Detaining American citizens very important, but the most important story of this week. Popeyes brought out a new chicken sandwich. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but it is insane. And I can't say that I've had one myself because I'm not willing to stand for a fucking hour and a half at a Popeye's. Um, if I was going to wait that long, long for chicken, it would be a uh, Hall and Ray's, not Popeye's. Yeah, I wouldn't even stand at Hall and Ray's. I mean, I might send an intern, but I certainly wouldn't <laughs> do it myself. Um, so, you know, it's all like Chick-fil-A versus Hall and Ray or <laughs> versus Popeye's chicken yeah. sandwich. Um, and 
Yeah, honestly, the memes have made it all worth it. Uh, apparently, Popeye's got like what was the number that you threw out? It's like a hundred million dollars with a free advertisement. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't, I don't think that this is free advertising. By the way, you don't think so? You think no. that they're they're boosting? No, they're boosting I, posts. I think, I think that. I think that somebody at Popeye's, I, I don't have anything to prove this, this is just yeah. theory at the moment. So, uh, you know, this might be completely unfounded theory, or this might just be me realizing the genius of others out there. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, what was the movie that came out not too long ago? Oh, Bird Box. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bird Box became very popular on Netflix because Netflix was going out there and posting memes about Bird Box. Yep. They had people who were just constantly flooding the zone with bird box memes yeah and when people would see a meme about bird box they'd be like uh, what the fuck oh is what is this thing yeah, maybe i should watch it. it yeah and then it became one of the most popular things that netflix ever put out and it it's not unusual i mean like this is the same exact fucking playbook that russia used in the election which is like hey let's just pay for a lot of social media engagement and make people think that a lot of people are talking about this because if like if Popeye's just uh, had a press release saying we have a new chicken sandwich. Yeah, nobody would care. I mean, you know, maybe they would get some people, they would get more business than usual, but people coming in and buying the chicken sandwich to check it out. Uh, but the the fact that there are so many memes out there, even before the fucking thing got out in the market, <laughs> yeah. is making me think that there's, there's uh, bigger forces at play here. And I don't want to sound like some weird lunatic like Alex Jones, but like there's bigger forces at play here because... Clearly, somebody has th- has figured out some sort of way to uh, hack the conversation about this, and that's that's all that any of these things. Like when Studio Fifty Four was like the big fucking deal. Yeah, it was yeah. because everyone was talking about like you know like oh you're nobody if you're not at Studio Fifty Four, and then everyone fucking stood outside waiting to get in because yeah, they thought it was going to change their lives once they walked in the door. And then it's just a fucking disco, <laughs> just um, a fucking chicken sandwich. I, mean, I like, do think that there are bigger things afoot here. By the way. I think that this comes down to the number one rule by which Illuminati. I no, the number one <laughs> rule by which I live my life. Okay, the number two rule. Number one rule is guillotine solve everything. The number two rule by which I live my life is that people are garbage and the internet will show you this. And that is absolutely true. Like, literally, they're all just fucking sheep. And as, you're right. They probably boosted a couple of memes and then people were like, I can do better than that and make a better meme. And now the memes blow up and then people are like, hey, bunch of memes. Let me go get a fucking sandwich. I bet you we could. And not even with a ton of money. I mean, more money than we have available to us at the moment. Yeah. But I mean, like with not even without a ton of money, we could probably make this podcast one of the most listened to things in the country. Just if we came up with the right series (laughs) of things that went like. Uh, to be fair, what kind of audience do you want to reach out to? Because well, I mean, we could corner a market <laughs> if we started using some, uh, started talking a little differently about uh, detaining Mexicans. Welcome and, to Porn Talk. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> well, hello there, friends. <laughs> hello there, brothers. Well, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not porn, even gonna. <laughs> welcome to Porn Talk, Rob. Tell me about the most recent porns you watched. See, you went. Tell me about them in detail. This is how you know that uh, we are very different people. Go away, I Biden. say, <laughs> I say that we're gonna find an audience that really listens and is politically motivated. You go to porn, <laughs> which clearly people are not motivated, and I say. That, uh, welcome, brothers. To, everyone listens to our podcast in incognito mode. Yeah. <laughs> 
I say, welcome, brothers, and I raise my eyes to point out that my skin is lily white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. Getcha. Yeah. That's the crowd we could. I mean, we'd be the most listened to podcast in the country. See, I featured on Stormfront. And what was, going, uh, <laughs> what was the uh, God? Um, oh, it was uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein prior to being. Uh, locked up. A suicide victim? Okay, yeah, sure. Prior to the actual charges against him, mm-hmm. uh, there was there was a story that came out about how he hired a PR agency to try and get ahead of his image Yeah, yeah. Uh, going down the toilet. And, uh, like, they would release press releases and, like, write articles and then send them to people and they would post them on sites under their byline. Yeah, as if it so, was like, them. So, yeah. like, you know, somebody in his PR team would send <clears> a, a written article about how great Jeffrey Epstein was to somebody they knew at Forbes, and then Forbes writer would post that with their name and their byline. No edits that, or very few edits. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you could just you could go online and type in Jeffrey Epstein, and one of the first things that would come up would be Forbes, and you'd be like, oh, well, Forbes is a reputable they organization. You know? Yeah. I mean, like it's the same thing that could be done here. It's the same logic with the chicken sandwich. If, if we wrote. If we sent out a bunch of things to reporters and paid them a little money to post it on like reputable sites where it's just like the most dangerous podcast in America, listen to what they say about all these topics and how it changes the conversation and stuff like that. You know, like those types of things would get people like just tuning in to like hear the, the thing that the thing they read in Forbes was talking to about. To be fair, you know? though, we'd also have to pay people to say like things that we said which are not controversial are controversial yeah. like, can you believe Corey came out on a limb and said we shouldn't be detaining people at the border <laughs> other podcasts are talking about us it's like can you believe that Corey said that ted kennedy should be held responsible for what happened to chad Aquinnick? clearly he hasn't uh, he hasn't looked into all the facts there's a lot of facts <laughs> that show he wasn't even there and he wasn't even there when she died which by the way there are if he wasn't I, there when he died because he left. He fled. Yeah, she probably was in a uh, air bubble in the back for a while. Uh, also, uh, that's part of the, the things that you, you gotta do research. Anyway, not important. I don't want to get into the chat. <laughs> this is not Chappaquiddick talk. My point is, uh, if I th- could disguise <laughs> next my, week on the Chappaquiddick corner, <laughs> if I could disguise my voice, where you get the straight murder. If I could disguise, that's the Baltimore corner. Wait, what are you? <laughs> There's been one murder in the history of Chappaquiddick. It turns into the, where he gets straight murder. Oh, Lord. Uh, meanwhile, and it wasn't the, a meanwhile, the town that gets 300 of them a year. It, listen, it wasn't a murder. At best, it was a voluntary manslaughter. I mean, he just walked away <laughs> in the indifference at best. Anyway, my point is... Uh, Him I, standing on the bridge looking at the car thinking, go like, I think she'll be all right. And just walking away. <laughs> I wish it was something I could do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know any people in positions of power that could help me in this situation. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I, by the way, walked past a police station, a fire station, and seven houses <laughs> on the way to the hotel. Uh, anyway, Where he non- continued drinking. <laughs> this is not Chappaquiddick Corner. <laughs> my point is, if I could disguise my voice and my face, uh, I get what? Well, I mean, not even my face, because nobody knows who the fuck I am. I just don't want it to come around later when I actually maybe do something good with my life. <laughs> I could pull off a fucking Alex Jones podcast. 
I mean, I, I, can, get, I can get crazy. I think about I can get that. Deep I think about it. that shit sometimes. I think about like you know, like I, I'm about to like I get nominated for an Oscar or something <laughs> like that, and then like the, the next day I get a call from some reporter. And it's just like, hey, this is Julie Chen from the New York Times. I'd like to ask you a question about something you said on the podcast. And I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this could possibly be. Go ahead. go ahead go ahead don't be racist don't be racist don't be racist <laughs> does the term socially acceptable racism mean anything to you oh i mean listen we're a creatures would, of our time I would, lo- I would love it they go like so uh you had a lot of things to say about ted kennedy and chappaquiddick i'm like whoo okay oh we could stand oh, well, okay, that that's fine i'll yeah. die on this hill that's fine it's okay <laughs> Uh, no, it turns out it's your defense of um, not Roman Polanski. Who's the other pervert? The Woody he, Allen. Woody Allen. It's your defense yeah. of Woody Allen that takes you down. And uh, listen, he would have won the Oscar except for all the Woody Allen talk and support over the years. <laughs> Meanwhile, guess who's in the uh, in the lilies? This guy. I read a I read a review by the Who way. Only Just defends Roman Polanski. <laughs> and last Netflix. last sidebar, and then we'll yes. wrap this up. Uh, I read a review of. Uh, uh, rainy day in New York. I yeah. think on Variety or something like that. By the way, every time I read that title, I'm just like, "That's a fucking Corey Baker movie." Who the fuck calls her <laughs> movie Rainy Day in New York? God damn it! I'm gonna have to go see it just because I know you're gonna be like, "Come on, man! It's like I, basically my movie." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, this movie is good because I have no idea. Yeah, I have no clue. But the way that the review was written was written with that same. Like you could just feel the person like typing and going like. Well, actually, what Woody doesn't understand about the situation, yeah, and I was just like, all right, I see, I see the person writing it like when I'm reading the review, and then I'm just like, oh, okay. I can actually see the movie myself. Um, it's two people sitting on a bench discussing a rainy day, um, and it's just soliloquies <laughs> at each other, just of, soliloquies at each other. One of them's older and dating somebody significantly younger, yep, and yeah, we're uh, we're trying to figure out whether or not this ties to some real life situation somehow. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we have a two shot, and it's the two of them sitting on a bench, sure, and right. then a couple of one shots over the shoulder, one shot, one shot back to the two, and it's two and a half hours of people soliloquying at each other. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, it's like Corey did write this. I don't uh, There must be some It's almost like Woody Allen knows some 50-year-old guy who's dating young girls because he <laughs> seems to have a lot of a uh, lot of things to say about this topic. Mm, Just, mm, does <laughs> is he also acting in this one? No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think he's acted in anything for a while. He yeah. did the that uh, Amazon series that I think he was in. Wasn't that autobiographical too? No, it was just weird. Was it photobiographical? No, I didn't actually watch it. I, I haven't seen. What's the last Woody movie I actually saw? Probably Annie Cafe Hall. Society. Mm, Annie Hall. It's the last one I saw. <laughs> wow, it's been a while before you were even born. It's been a while. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> If you want to talk about the most controversial website on the internet, you know where you go? <laughs> Where's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Cordo, the anthem.com with the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. That's oh, the anthem front. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm. Uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark review, which apparently is do not support this, which apparently is uh, causing a lot of problems in my life. Uh, it's out there so you can watch that because people don't get it. 
And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, this week there will be a, a review of Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and the Furious present Hobbs and Shaw. Not gonna make it any better. Don't uh, uh, tune in. Feel free if you're if you're on the fences to whether or not you should see Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> feel free to come to me for me to set you straight. But uh, that will be a uh, entertaining review, if nothing else. So I would say uh, check that out on Thursday when it drops. And of course, every uh, episode of uh, Corey Baker Reviews uh, as a Pretentious Asshole is available in podcast format. You want to go to anchor.fm forward slash Corey Baker Film. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm still looking forward to your competing podcast. Yeah. And so this is the important thing. Uh, it's all about putting creative uh, juice out into the universe. And the, the scary stories to tell in the dark review has pushed me now to the point where I must respond in kind so i believe that i am going to this week be making my own review uh a new series of uh, videos on my youtube channel which i'm gonna affectionately call the everyman movie reviews and it's reviews for people who aren't pretentious and don't think that every movie needs to be nominated for a fucking oscar sometimes it's just about a cool book you read when you were 12 or didn't read in the case of some people, there's a lot of things that I I like perfectly fine, and I'm not pretentious about. I'm just, I'm just saying it's not a very good movie. It's not it's not a good movie. What so was that don't Velvet Thread movie that you really loved last year? Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was pretentious, but I enjoyed it still. I mean, like, I point can, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I can you can enjoy, find- just because I enjoy pretentious <laughs> things doesn't mean I'm necessarily pretentious. I, I'll let you guys judge for yourself. Anyway, you can find more of me at Robert N. Cheek on all your social networks. Uh, make sure you check out robertncheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, my YouTube page, new content coming, Everyman video review or movie reviews. Um, we are working on Rob Explain Everything uh, episodes. I think the plan right now, by the way, Corey, and I'm just going to bring you in here real quick. Um, I think Halloween is going to be my rollout date. I think episode okay. one is going to be on Halloween. We'll follow up with episode two, which will be the original plan of um, November the 5th. And then we'll have some episodes out from from there. Uh, I've learned I can't shoot these by myself because what I need is someone to be there with me and be like, hey, uh, you sound like you're... Uh, Shut up! Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, like, cut it short. Let's cut that out, whatever. So we're going to have to find some time to shoot them together. Um, I, I do have I do have uh, ideas, though. I, I would, I, I, uh, after we wrap, I will tell you about the idea I have. 100%. So uh, Everyman Movie Reviews and uh, <laughs> more Rob Explains Everything will be available at my YouTube channel. You can find me, uh, Robert N. Cheek big surprise on YouTube. Uh, and of course you can also find links to my, uh, Amazon page, uh, and the books which are available on Amazon by Rose books. Thank you, sir. Uh, including, uh, the most recent books and coming up in just a few weeks, second edition of foe will be available as soon as my friends, I have it in my print queue. I've been waiting. To- <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for literally a day to go print. Things. I was hearing this thing about how, oh, I'm going to have so much more time. I'm going to be not working and have time to do things. And then a, a movie set immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I don't have anything. <laughs> now I'm well, finally. Now, now, now I'm finally good. free. Yes. <laughs> now I'm free. Just when you think you're free and they pull you back in. <laughs> but I mean, we got to like, listen, there's a lot of exciting stuff that we have that we're working on. I got the faux thing coming. I'm working on an- another book I'm trying to finish. Um, we figured out how to hack the blacklist. So I'm going to be putting scripts up on the blacklist. <laughs> um, I'd like to shoot some shit. Uh, we have a fucking kids show. I probably shouldn't put it that way. We have a wonderful 
children's program that I'd like to get shot. Uh, we got Rob Explains Everything. We got Everyman Movie Reviews. We got Corey's Filmmaker Pretentious Ass Review Podcast Nonsense. We have so many things. Hero Ticks. I'd love to do more Hero Ticks. Yeah. Every time it comes up on my uh, time hop, I'm like, fuck. And we haven't made anything in a long time. Yeah, we, we need to get on that. Um, we got like other podcasts. We got other ideas. I'm going to get on Anchor. I'm going to go get myself a damn uh, USB mic and just start like making podcasts left and right. Like, hey, this is a random thing from my head to yours. It's a billboard, does it, right? I can do it. It's fine. We'll do it. There's a lot of stuff. It's all, all right. coming. Uh, stay tuned. Well, I think we've done good here today. And not at all over I'm literally <laughs> not. Over time. Okay, guys, listen. I'm not crazy. I'm not losing <laughs> my mind. I'm not slipping into insanity. I'm just promising you that. Uh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. But seriously, look into the Bilderberg group. I'm not <laughs> that. Uh, it is an underlying theme of the book that's coming out in December. So <laughs> All right, do well. with that as you may. Just saying. Um, we should be part of a series. <laughs> and I think it'll be a very good series. But thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, as always, you're listening to the Odie Anthem podcast, part of the Odie Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Really went off the rails right <laughs> A couple times. Really went off the rails. Uh, it's the end of not, a very long day. Not you, just the ones. I woke up an hour, like 10 minutes before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. I woke up 14 hours and then worked 12 of them. So what do you get? Listen, uh, you tune in every week. What do you, This is what you get sometimes. I don't know what to tell you. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.